Hola mi gente. The moment you've been waiting for is finally here. My brand new book, Financially Lit, is officially out. And I can't wait for you to get your copy. Inside this book, I'm bringing you culturally relevant and relatable personal finance advice that will allow you to finally feel seen, heard, and understood. Whether it's the guilt you feel from being the first person to make it while members of your family are still struggling, or the way that financial trauma manifests itself in negative and limiting beliefs around money, Financially Lit is here to guide you through it all. Just a few years ago, it was almost impossible to find personal finance books written for first-generation wealth-building Latinas. We have been forced to navigate the complicated world of money with a bunch of money books written by old white dudes who don't understand what it's like for us first-gen kids. But that stops right here, right now. Inside Financially Lit, you will learn how to set boundaries with your familia, with your dinero, create and pass on generational wealth, diversify and increase your income, protect yourself from financial abuse, navigate the complicated relationship between amor and dinero, invest like a white dude or better, and so much more. You can get your hard copy and audiobook version of Financially Lit at financiallylitbook.com and make sure to join our email list so you can find out when I'm stopping in a city near you for the Financially Lit book tour. See you soon. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Especially for transgender people of color, their unemployment rate is four times higher than national average. And then to even get into discrimination, like I always say, you can't hide your transition. You can't hide when you're transgender. So there's definitely like HR, human resources practices that people discriminate against us, even to get a job. The biggest thing to even get income, of course, is to find a source of income. And you think a job, once they see you, it's an automatic no. You're listening to Yo Quiero Dinero, a personal finance podcast for the modern Latina. I'm your host, Janice Torres, award-winning Latina personal finance expert. I didn't always have my financial shit together, but when I started looking for POC-friendly personal finance podcasts, I couldn't find any. And so Yo Quiero Dinero was born. On this show, I'll show you how to make dinero, how to keep your dinero, and most importantly, how to make it grow. Each week, I'm connecting you with the most brilliant minds in the world of money and business, so you can learn about investing, entrepreneurship, and building wealth. The best part? I'm dishing up all this knowledge with a sassy side of sazón. So if you're ready to be poderosa with your dinero, you've come to the right place. Let's dive in. Hola, mi gente. Welcome back to another episode of Yo Quiero Dinero, the podcast. This is your host, Janice, and you're listening to episode 102, How Being Trans Affects Your Dinero with Kenneth Davis of The Trans Capitalist. 
K. Kenneth Davis is a proud transgender male and CEO of the Trans Capitalist LLC, the fastest growing financial literacy resources for the queer transgender community. He spent the last three years teaching, coaching, and empowering hundreds of queer people around the world. His easy, straight-to-the-point entertaining lessons and relatable life strategies provide concrete results and cultivate skills that help people survive America's volatile economic climate. To learn more about Kenneth and his mission, you can visit thetranscapitalist.com or follow him on Instagram at thetranscapitalist. As a podcaster that is focused on elevating the voices of people in our communities who do not get a chance to be heard, it's really important for me to use the power of this platform to elevate the voices of our LGBTQ community. The Latinx community has transgender members. I know some of them. I've had the pleasure of befriending them. I've had the pleasure of having them as clients. And it is so important for us to understand that until we are all free from oppression, none of us are free. So I hope that you stick around for this conversation. I think it's going to be very enlightening. And I hope you share it too, because the more that we normalize discussions around how our identities affect our dinero, I think the more robust conversations we can have with each other and the more that we can demand from the greater personal finance community. Stay tuned. Before we hop into today's conversation, I want to remind you to follow us on social. If you're loving this podcast and you want more community, you want to find out more about our events and all the stuff that we have going on behind the scenes, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and everywhere else you love to hang out on the internet. If you're loving this podcast, please take a moment to leave us a review if you listen to us on Apple. It's the easiest way to share our podcast with people that you know and love, and it helps us get discovered by amazing listeners like you. So take a moment, leave us a review, share us with your friends and family, subscribe so that you never miss an episode, and make sure to check out our blog, YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com, where you can sign up for our email list and you'll never miss an episode. Plus, you get exclusive invitations to our live events, special discounts for our digital courses, and as always, our best personal finance tips and advice to help you be poderosa with your dinero. Thanks for listening. Now, let's get into the episode. All right, Kenneth, welcome to the podcast. Super excited to have you here. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I would love for you to start off with an intro. Okay, so my name is Kay Kenneth Davis, aka The Trans Capitalist, which is my brand that I started in 2016 and officially turned into a business of 2019. And I am a financial coach, basically spreading the gospel of financial literacy to the transgender community. So I am one of the fastest growing resources for transgender people if they want to fix their finances or do better with money. That is amazing. And I'm so glad that there continues to be this increase in diversity when it comes to voices in the personal finance space. That is absolutely what inspired me to start this podcast because I just wanted mm. to hear Latinas talking about money. And mm. so you are educating the transgender community and the greater community at large, right, about money. So what actually inspired you to get into this space? I would love to kind of find out your personal money story, maybe what you learned about money growing up or what you didn't, and how that shaped your desire to want to be in this space. Oh, yeah. So if anybody met me and they asked me this question like five years ago, I would have said, like, you're crazy. Like before this, I was actually a civil engineer. And I was making six figures, but I was living paycheck to paycheck. And I was basically like broke. And I didn't understand why I was broke. Because growing up, if I ever asked about money, I would actually be like beaten or like 
disciplined, saying like it's grown folks' business, stay out of it. So when I was older of age, even getting out of college, like I just didn't know about money. All I thought was like, you go to school, get a good job and everything's taken care of. And I found out that's a huge myth. So for me, I have to thank Rich Dad, Poor Dad, because that book like blew my mind. And that actually told me that there's actually rules to money. So that's when I really dug in and I was just like, I'm going to learn everything. So I consumed like all these books and it even inspired me to go to business school to get my master's in finance. Wow. That's awesome. It's amazing how just like having that first gateway drug, if you will, into personal finance, just leads you down this rabbit (laughs) hole of like wanting to learn how everything works. It's almost like you discover a new world. Yes. Oh, my world was like crashed before. (laughs) Now I'm just like, I, and then I was just like, why is nobody telling me about this? I was just like, I have to spread this gospel, especially to the transgender community. Yeah. All right. So you mentioned that money was definitely something that was super taboo, not something that you were allowed to even ask about as a child. Now, how did that manifest as an adult before you actually became like super financially literate? Did you find yourself in debt at all or dealing with any kind of money struggles? Oh, I was up to my eyeballs and credit card debt. My car was about to be repossessed and I was about to face eviction. And even um, my relationship ended with my partner. So I was like at my lowest of lows, hitting the bottom. Yeah. So I can definitely see how you could be in a turning point where you're just like, there has to be something better. So how did you find out about Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Did someone introduce you to it? Or how did you come about the whole personal finance community in general? So it's crazy that somebody gifted me the book while I was in college. And I was just like, yeah, 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 whatever. And I just threw it in the back. Like I didn't even know about it. But then like when I was having like basically this mental breakdown because I didn't know how I was going to pay my next month bills. And when I got out of the shower, like I was crying and everything, I'm sitting on my bed, I turned to my left and on my desk, I see that book and I don't know what it is, maybe universe, intuition. I picked it up and I just started reading the first few pages. And then like, I was hooked. I was just like, mind blown, my eureka moment. So what did you actually start doing logistically in order to transform how you were managing your money? So the great thing of having an engineering background, like you learn structure and you learn discipline. So for me, I like laid out all my finances. I was just like, you know what? Let me start with the easiest one, which is saving. And then that's why I was just like, okay, let's start saving. And since I was so broke, I just saved like a dollar a week or even a dollar a month to start that, put that away. Then I was just like, oh, I learned about the credit card game. And I was just like, this is how you're actually supposed to handle credit cards. And my credit score was like shot to hell. So I was just like, okay, that's the next step. Let me get to there. And then once I was able to grab my footing, I was just like, okay, what else do I need to do with money? So that's when I started to learn about investments where that was like so taboo and so secretive that I was just like, I really want to know like what white cisgendered males on Wall Street knew that I didn't. And how did you start kind of diving into the world of investing? What was your journey like? I would say it was like just so hard at first because when you learn, like, you know, this, like with finance, there's certain jargons. Anytime you're in a new industry, you got to learn the language of how they talk. So for me, understanding their language, I literally would use investopedia.com and go and Google, like, what's a stock? What's a bond? What's the brokerage firm? Where did I go? Like, how do I do this? And luckily with Investopedia, which is a great resource that I recommend to everybody, even helped me through business school, that they were my teachers. 
And because they even give videos explaining like the concept of actually investing in like time and compounding your money. So tell me more about business school. So you mentioned that this was something that was motivated by you discovering this world of finance. So talk about how you came to the decision of going to business school and what your hope was to accomplish as a result of getting that degree. So when I was done, basically, like I was so depressed with my job being a civil engineer that I was just like, something has to change and I wanted to learn more. And then all of a sudden I got an email saying like Pace University. And I knew like, I didn't want to, I wanted to get an MBA, but I didn't want to spend the two full years to do it. Um, So when I talked to this counselor, he was actually the Dean of Pace. He was like, oh no, we have a one-year fast track program. I was just like, bet. I'm in this. I'm about to do this right now. And it's funny because even when I was in business school, I was like basically with a lot of people who are like, oh, I'm in a baking industry for 10 years. I've been doing finance for 15 years. And it's just little old me. And that's why I said I think Investopedia and my skills of researching, because when I got there, I just learned that finance was actually like another piece of math. And so with my engineering background, I crushed it. Like I dominated, like even the first day of school, like quick, funny story. A lot of people wouldn't like talk to me or even partner up with me because they thought I was a newbie. So I was just like, okay, that's fine. When a professor came in and started asking questions, I answered every single question to the T, to the max. And then after that, everybody's like, hey, Ken, can I get your number? Can you help me? Can you talk to me? I'm like, oh, so now all of a sudden, like, you know my name. So that's when I was just like, business school, I crushed it, graduated with 3.7, and I'm still so proud of it. That's amazing. So what have you been doing since graduating business school? So I've been basically building the brand, the trans capitalist. So I like to let people know the disclaimer, like I'm not for capitalism. If there's actually another economic system that we can use or try to fix, let's do it. But I do teach people how to defend themselves against capitalism, how to stop being a consumer and oppressor. So that's when the trans capitalist came because then a lot of people, especially in the LGBT community, we do not like capitalism. We like look at it like as like boo-boo no. So when I put that in my name, I got a little like hit back from people saying like, why would you call yourself this? And then when I explain what I do, they're in and then they're hooked. So basically I help people with financial literacy, with basic financial literacy rules, what I call like the money talk the money talk that you deserve, because a lot of people, especially transgender community, do not get the money talk whatsoever, especially because you're either kicked out at a young age. So even for me, I was kicked out and disowned. And even learning from that age, it's like where I go, it's either streets or it's either school. So that's why I chose school. But then understanding like there's mental and emotional blocks when it comes to money. So when I was working with clients, especially in the community, they wouldn't touch it. Like they wouldn't apply the rules that they learned. They were so scared to do it. And I had to keep asking myself, like, why? Where is this coming from? And they sat down, talked to me like, oh, I've been scarred from this. Or like seeing that what I call financial trauma. So I work with a lot of clients as well to heal their mental and um, emotional blocks or basically fix their relationship with money to even start them into the journey of finance to apply the rules to their own life. Yeah, that is such an important part. And I think that's a area that a lot of mainstream personal finance people just don't acknowledge as being important. It's that mindset, because without that, I mean, it's going to be very hard, like you said, to implement the tools that you know you need to do. So what does financial trauma look like? Like, what are some signs of it? And how do you help your clients get past them? So definitely the first sign is not asking for help. 
So a lot of people stay silent. So even when I'm going over the curriculum, they just won't say a word. And then when I'm finished, I'm just like, did you catch that? And they have, they feel the shame and embarrassment and guilt that they didn't. So I tell them like, yo, just be real with me. Like what's going on? How can I help you to explain this even better? Or understanding that like what your parents did. Like I always say, especially within my money talk, like your parents are your first introduction into money, regardless if you have the money talk or not, because subconsciously you will pick up their cues of how they handled money. So even using myself as an example, my mom relied on credit cards all the time. And then when 2008 happened and everything blew up, she was in up to debt and like everything. So for me, I was scared of credit cards. Because when I picked out a credit card, they just told me it was more money. And that's actually wrong. Like, it's actually a loan. But to give back, another sign is actually understanding if you have a toxic relationship with money, and that's basically not touching money or not looking at your bank account and just keep spending and spending and spending. And then that's the next one. Like, what do you spend your money on? Because I have clients who have blew through their money or even their refund checks And they don't understand why, because they have no budget or they don't even look at their bank account to see where their money is actually going. Do you think that the trauma of what you go through as a trans person, when you have a family that doesn't understand who you are, do you think that trauma can translate into money trauma or other types of trauma in your life? Oh, most definitely. Like, As they even say, like with the LGBT community, like we don't look forward to savings, like we don't have savings anywhere, especially about time we're retired, because we're looking to survive. We're looking to find that next meal. We're looking to find a home to actually lay our heads in to be safe because people are killing, um, especially Black trans women out there. And it's just like, we don't have time for money. All we know is the basic myth, I would say, is like, go to school, get a job and get that. But even if you're trans and you don't even have the research for that, you just learn, try to find a job and then just pay off whatever you can pay off. Not even paying off anything. I'm sorry. It's basically spend what you can spend to survive. Yeah. I mean, that makes so much sense. Like when you're in survival mode, you're not planning for the future. And so things like investing or building wealth are just not going to be something that you focus on because you're trying to just make it. Yes, it's the scarcity mindset that you just don't have the mental bandwidth to even think about money. So it's just like you just stop and you just do whatever you can. I can totally see that. And the scarcity mindset manifests itself in so many ways. And often it's like self-sabotaging. So even the things that we know we need to do, we don't do them because we don't feel worthy of it or we don't feel like it's something that we should even be thinking about doing. So What's your best advice for starting to work through that scarcity mindset so that we can get to the other side of things and actually start making decisions that are going to serve us now in the present, but also in the future? I would say definitely number one is that it's okay to make mistakes because like the shame and guilt after this scarcity mindset is real and heavy. Like they just, it like takes out any motivation that you have because you just keep thinking that you're not smart enough or that you're not able enough. There's no more opportunities out there for you. And then definitely ask for help because then even sometimes I have clients where they say, well, I want to fix up my money before I come talk to you because I'm ashamed of how it looks. And I'm just like, hey, that's not a good way to go because you already dug yourself into that hole. It might just get deeper. So just come to me as you are and we can work together to fill it out. One of the things I want to talk about is the discrimination that people in the trans community face, especially in the careers 
you know, in the workforce, in banking, in finance. Can you talk to us for folks who may not know about those statistics, what that actually looks like, what that experience is like for a trans person? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online store shop phase to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dinero, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dinero now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dinero. So even to start off, one of my most potent statistics is that, especially for transgender people of color, their unemployment rate is four times higher than national average. And people don't even understand that. And then to even get into discrimination, like I always say, you can't hide your transition. You can't hide when you're transgender. So there's definitely like HR, human resources practices that people discriminate against us even to get a job. So that's why I was going to even stop you before there, because the biggest thing to even get income, of course, is to find a source of income and you think a job. But then when it comes to applying for jobs, once they see you, it's an automatic no. Like, we'll call you later. And there's so many transgender people out there who are looking for jobs or even having like a criminal background because sometimes they had to do sex work or sometimes they had to do different jobs just to get that money. And then they're turned away. So it's just like, how can they find sources of income when people are closing the door on us? Because even with the LGB, you can hide that you're gay. You can hide that you're queer and then you can get your promotions and go wherever you need to go and survive. But once until you pass and AKA passing means that when somebody can't tell that you're trans, that's the only way you get a job or a steady source of income. That's why we rely heavily on the gig economy. Yeah. So the gig economy is like things like Uber or those apps that you can download on your phone and make money because it's just so much harder to get a traditional job as a trans person. Yes. Yeah. Very hard. Yeah. 
I'd also love to learn more about kind of the unique expenses that the transgender community faces, right? When it comes to things like healthcare or other things that maybe we just take for granted as like cisgendered people. Oh yeah. So being transgender, everything just costs more. Like once I knew I was trans, I was sweating bullets because I'm just like, how am I going to afford my lifestyle? And that's even understanding that when you need even the hormones to transition into the person you knew you always are, if you have insurance, then you can do it. But if you're a person who's just kicked out living on the street or coming from a shelter, where are you going to get insurance from? Even Medicaid. Medicaid has stepped up their game. I'll give them credit to help people with hormone replacement therapy. But then other than that, those costs are out of pocket. Then if you want to have top or bottom surgery to actually affirm who you are, you're paying out of pocket. Or a lot of us use credit cards and fall into credit card debt in order to afford these life-affirming surgeries that are so necessary. And then even if you get past that obstacle and you want to start a family, you have to pay. Like going through the IVF process or the IUI process, anything for baby planning, it's going to cost you. And that's like, tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Those costs sound like they can be prohibitive. And if you don't have the financial means to do those things, I can imagine the turmoil that you would feel not being able to make that full transition would be something that probably drives a lot of people to like really serious, critical mental health issues. It drives them to suicide. The transgender rate for um, especially youth is really high it's higher than the national average. Like at least three people, I mean, yeah, no, at least three times in their life they have thought about suicide or actually attempted suicide. So we want people to stay and be here, but they can't because there's just so many financial obstacles that are against us. Yeah, so as someone who is not transgender, but wants to be able to support the community and act as an advocate, what's your advice for folks like me that want to be able to use our voices to help further the cause for your community? Well, especially since it is Pride Month and I always deal with the rainbow capitalism that with corporations do care about us now just for one month. But when it comes to time to get a job to HR, like we need more people, we need more employees to speak up and say, hey, how can we diversify our staff? Are we more accepting? Because that's what they care about other people if we make them uncomfortable. But then for ally, also depending on a gig economy, because I know there are, I just don't want to talk about all the negative stuff about transgender people, but there are a lot of transgender people who create businesses that need support, even grassroots organizations or even nonprofits. Like a lot of people, if you give to that or be a sustainable donor, meaning that you allocate at least a monthly donation to these businesses and nonprofits, that would take us like 10 times farther and go as far as we can because the transgender community has needs like every other community. And we're trying to fill those needs because when it comes to businesses, they either fail because they're either getting too much product or people selling from it and they don't know how to handle the influx or actually they die out because a lot of people do not support them. So it's just like how to find that balance to be a greater ally, to speak up, and let people know like, hey, I support this queer organization. I support transgender because there's like a war on us. And I don't understand why, because all we want to do is just live our lives peacefully and quietly and live how other people live. 
Yeah, absolutely. There are so many privileges that folks just don't realize that they have because they are in a community that is considered the majority, right? And so yes. it we have that responsibility to make the discrimination against the LGBT community completely unacceptable and not support any businesses or individuals that perpetuate that sort of thing. Yes. So I can imagine, because I know I felt this as a Latina business owner, I didn't necessarily feel like I had mentors or representation in a way that made me feel like this was even something that I could do Mm -hmm. for a long time. So as someone who is trans and also a business owner, I'm wondering what kind of struggles you've dealt with as far as like that imposter syndrome, the things that can come up that make us shy away from doing things that are quote unquote out of the norm. So yes, so definitely, like I agree with you. One is the imposter syndrome, just knowing that you're worthy or you even deserve because even stepping into a boardroom, you're already sweating to think like, do they know that I'm trans one or do they accept me? Like what's their rules? What's their lifestyles about that? But then also even finding mentorship because like even with me, it's hard to find other transgender people in finance. So for me, I have to go out of my own community and try to like pass into other communities, especially like the African-American community, which I am to find mentors to help me get my business up and growing. Because like I say, you get to a point where you stop and you just don't know what to do or where to go. But then for especially transgender people, just asking for help to cisgender people is like so scary. Like we're just not able to do it, like to get the courage up because we're always thinking about our safety and our acceptance and to be like, let people know that like we're here and we just need some help. So even getting mentors was so hard for me. So for me, it was just a lot of Google and a lot of watching people that I admire who are doing what they're doing and just trying to ask questions to mimic that same business model. Yeah, I think it would serve all of us as business owners to just make sure that we're curating a really diverse network of people so that we're making sure we're including a lot of different perspectives, right? Because you can almost get into a silo when you're just hanging out with all the same people that have everything in common with you. Exactly. Just even like letting other cisgender people know, like even if you like just have the queer flag somewhere or just speaking out like, hey, I support the LGBT community. I support transgender community. I support trans business. That would change the whole game. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm wondering what does self-care look like for you, right? I love talking about the mental health stuff that we can do to make sure that we are continuously like curating our mental health and our mindset. So what does that look like for you? So self-care for me is like taking a break and like actually resting and napping because I heard the term like entrepreneur porn, where basically they're telling you like, don't sleep. Like if you're not working 24 hours, you're not doing enough. Like you basically are not working as hard. And for me, I fell into that because like I was just starting out and I'm just like, I want to get far. Like I really want this business to grow. So let me just keep working nonstop 24 hours. And then I found out that I was getting depressed and that I couldn't even get out of bed to do what I need to do because I just kept thinking like, well, you're a loser because you're not going where you need to do. So I had to stop that and really refolk myself. And I even say like Buddhism really helped me to meditate. So now I really meditate when especially things get hard. Like when I'm stuck at a crossroads of not knowing what to do with my business, I literally just stop and meditate for five minutes even to get that going. And then I want to let people know, and I want especially people in the transgender community know, I have a whole mental health team. 
So I have a psychiatrist, I have a therapist, I have a life coach, and those three people helped me immensely. They gave me the courage to work up to who I am. So I'm not afraid of approaching and networking with other people, regardless if I'm trans or not. And a lot of people, especially in the transgender community for mental health, it's hard to access. Either if you get free therapy, you only get X amount of sessions and that doesn't help you. Or you don't even have insurance to go to a therapist, or you don't even have the money out of pocket where you're most likely paying to get a therapist to help you to continue who you are. Because even when you're transitioning, you need a write-off from a therapist. So even to get your life affirming surgeries, but if you don't have the means or money to get there, you're not going to be able to do it. So that's why just for me with the self-care, again, just calming down, meditating, Oh, asking questions to other people and definitely networking is my self-care. Yeah. I think a lot of us tend to fall in the hustle 24 seven mentality, especially like from communities of color in general, because we're just fed this idea that like, unless we are literally working 24 seven, what we've been able to achieve is just going to disappear because we, we get the scraps, right? We don't get the chance to do it over or to make mistakes. And so a lot of that is really just an unlearning process and giving ourselves the space to celebrate the things that we've been able to accomplish and like also not feel guilty about slowing down and getting some rest. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Now you're hitting the spot. (laughs) (laughs) I tried it because like even within the African community, even before I transitioned, like I kept hearing that phrase from my grandma that you have to work four times as hard to get half of what they have. So it's just like, okay, grandma, let me do this and try to go into overdrive. And it's just like, no, that doesn't work. Like you're going to burn out and then you're not going to be able to do nothing. And like all the work you've done is for not. Yeah, Absolutely. It's a generational shift, I feel like, that's happening right now. And it's amazing to see because I feel like we've inherited all of this trauma from our ancestors and Mm. we're becoming aware of it and deciding that we're going to break that cycle because it's just not sustainable. Oh, yeah, I definitely agree with you, especially like I one of my missions is to get rid of generational poverty. Mm. And that's like starting with the mental and emotional part and then even going to finances to do that. Just even having a budget can like send you so far where people don't even understand, like you don't have to be a millionaire in order to get more money or have other sources of income. So I'm curious, do you have any money mantras or quotes or any affirmations that you say to yourself? Yes. My favorite one is I am wealthy. Yeah. I mean, I think it says it all, right? (laughs) Exactly. Like, because for me, like being rich is like getting quick, like just getting quick. But when you have wealth and generational wealth, that hits harder. So for me that I just have to, like, I am powerful. I am wealthy. I am richer than I've ever been before, like stuff like that. And you have to start believing it before it can become a reality. So I think that's so important. So for folks who are ready to get their finances in order, but are super overwhelmed, what is your best advice as to how to get started? I would say pick up a financial book, because even if you don't know the rules, you are getting guidance from somebody who may have been in your position before. Also try to get a book that the author looks like you because that's what I get. Like when I created my ebook um, workbook, 
a lot of trans people were happy because they actually resonated with my story because like there's so many financial gurus out there but it's just like which one do you actually relate to which one your story was going to so even picking up that book from that author that you feel your story resonates with can ease the overwhelm and let you know that you're able to start your journey because that's how it happened for me yeah i love that advice kind of so where can folks find out more about you and follow your journey and work with you? Oh, definitely. So I have the brand name, of course, The Trans Capitalist, and you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all under the name of The Trans Capitalist. And then also my website, www.thetranscapitalist.com, or even that you can sign up for one-on-one sessions, or you can even buy the Money Talk e-workbook that I just created for you. So if you're not sure that you really want help yet, from a financial person, that's why I put the money workbook out there. That's amazing. Kenneth, I am so grateful for your voice in this community. And I hope to see many more folks from all different facets of life, like showing up and joining this mission to really educate our communities because it is so needed. And it's the type of thing that like, if enough people get financially literate, like, I feel like the world is going to change. And so thank you for being in this space. (laughs) No, thank you for having me. And thank you for taking the time to amplify my voice to reach others, because this is definitely what's needed within all communities, special for people of color. So I am very blessed and thank you for having me. It's been an honor. Thank you so much. Even on a budget, Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you are ready to take your dinero to the next level, sign up for our free 14-page guide, The Financially Lit Latina, the ultimate blueprint for becoming poderosa with your dinero. This 14-page guide includes our best tips on money mindset, budgeting, debt repayment, career, investing, financial independence, side hustles, and more. And you can get it completely free. So to get your copy of the Financially Lit Latina, just head over to YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com slash start. That's YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com slash start and start transforming your dinero story today. Until next time, stay empowered, stay inspired, and stay poderosa.
On the Yo Quiero Dinero podcast and associated entities, all information provided is for general information purposes only and does not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Listeners should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. We assume no responsibility for information contained on this podcast and associated entities and disclaim all liability with respect to such information, including but not limited to any liability for errors, inaccuracies, omissions, or misleading or defamatory statements. Usage of this podcast and associated contents constitutes an explicit understanding and acceptance of the terms of this disclaimer.